Just a quick note, our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to use English in its most natural form. So a few bad words might slip through the net every now and then. This episode contains adult language. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Hello, everybody. It's Katie. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. We have had a small break since the last episode because we have been getting our students through their exams. And by the time you listen to this, Tim will have got married. So congratulations, Tim. Both me and Ben are attending the wedding. Hooray! We're very excited. Anyway, we will be back in October. Love from all of us here at Two Teas in a Pod. Please enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. Woohoo! How uh, are you, Tim? I'm good. I'm doing well, yeah. Bit hungry. Me too. Yeah. Hungry <laughs> hungry people. Hungry it's people. dinner time. It's dinner time. We should be eating. Yeah. We should be eating. Yeah. <laughs> what are we on about today, Katie? What's the plan? Right. <laughs> Tim, we're yeah. not this is gonna make you this is gonna make you lose your appetite. Oh, really? I'd say. Oh. I'd say you don't lose your appetite after this. Just a warning at the top. If you are of a sens- sensitive disposition... Trigger warning. Yeah. You know, some of these things might make you feel a bit queasy if you don't like hearing about accidents or things like that. Broken Maybe bones. skip this episode. Maybe this episode isn't for you. If you are squeamish... What does it mean to be squeamish? Squeamish means like that horrible feeling when you go, ah, and then you faint. Yeah. That's not a very good description. Someone who, if they see blood or an injury, uh, loses consciousness or feels sick or faint. Yes, exactly. Yeah, to squeamish. feel nauseous as well. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What are these stories right. you're going to tell me? Well, you'll find out. However, Tim, what is a freak accident? A freak accident. Uh, a very unlikely accident. Mm-hmm. An accident that's very difficult to predict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or an accident. Or reproduce. Yeah. Or an accident with very strange consequences. Could be. You happy Could with be. that? Yeah, that definition? sounds great. You've defined it incredibly well. Did you ever watch that film, Final Destination? I've never seen it. I think this must have come out over 20 years ago. I know. Uh, I know I should have seen it. Maybe not over 20 years, around 20 years. One of its 18 sequels. Haven't (laughs) haven't they made loads? Uh, Probably. But Final Destination was basically a group of people. There was various ones. A group of people should have died in in a a big car pileup, a big car traffic accident and didn't. Or a plane crash. Or, or a plane crash. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they were saved because of some unforeseen circumstance that saved them from all dying. So then the whole film is about how death, mm-hmm. as in the concept of death, gets their revenge and says, no, you were meant to die then. That was your fate to die. Mm-hmm. So you, you will die in another way. So yeah. it's all of these people one by du- one, one by done, one by one, die in very freak accidents, freak accidents yeah. and really unpredictable ways and you can see it coming yeah. a mile off you can it's really predictable and you and it's but you see it coming that's part of the horror of it i suppose they're yeah. kind of going oh my god can't you see that knife balance on the shelf and as the the film goes on 
more wow. of that occurs. Okay. It's great. It's great fun. It's good fun if you yeah. like. If you like that kind of thing. If you don't, I think uh, I'd enjoy it. I think. Well, yeah. I don't know. It might be really dated now. Who knows? I need to watch it again and tell you. Okay. So it's that kind of idea. Uh, Tim, have you ever had any accidents? Um, I've had some accidents. Nothing too serious. I've seen a freak accident, been a witness to a freak accident. Really? Yeah. Go on. Um, I was skiing in France, in the Alps, in Val Thorens. Mm-hmm. Just when you were doing your ski? My ski season. So ski I was working season. in the ski resort uh, as a chalet host. Don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast before. My memory is not oh, very nice. good. So I was cooking, working and cooking in a chalet, cooking for 10 people every day. But then all day we would be able to go out and ski. And when I arrived at the resort, all the other people who were working there had been there for a while and they'd skied all the pistes and got bored of the pistes and started doing off-piste skiing. So going onto the sides of the mountains that haven't been prepared for skiing where the snow is really, really deep mm-hmm. and skiing those. So um, there's an amazing bit of off-piste skiing in that resort where it's basically the whole side of one mountain doesn't have any pieces on it and it's all just pure virgin snow <laughs> really really deep and really oh really my good god for, the powder so much powder really good for um off-piste skiing so skiing in really deep snow um but also quite dangerous in terms of avalanches and things um you have to be quite careful and we were doing this bit of the mountain again and again and again because we're enjoying it so much so one day we were doing it with me my friend um dave and rob um dave and rob are both snowboarders and i'm a skier and we did it around four o'clock we skied all the way down it had an amazing time it was great really beautiful day and then we got down to the bottom to the lift and me and dave were like let's do it again and rob was like no i don't feel like it i think i'm gonna get back we have to be back in the chalet at like five o'clock to cook, start cooking the, the dinner. We were like, no, nah, no, nah, Rob, stay out, stay out, stay out, Rob. You should do it again. You should do it again. You again. bastards. And then he was like, oh, okay, we'll do it one more time. Oh, Rob. And then silly man. we went back up the lift and you have to like get off the ski lift, but then take your skis off and walk to the other side of the ridge to, to uh, do the off-piste bit. And then we started skiing down the off-piste bit and the top bit was really great, having a really, really good time. Excuse me. <laughs> little burp. Um, and then we got to this bit where there's kind of like a gully. So there's kind of like a dip, a bit that gets very, very steep. Um, and we were skiing down it together and it was like the, the snowboarders going one way and me going another way. And we were like crossing over each other's tracks, having a really, really good time. And Rob suddenly just decided to go really, really fast. He went really, really fast down like the deepest part of the gully. Um, what a wanker. <laughs> um, and then suddenly I just saw him him crash and he just crashed in a massive like cloud of smoke, not smoke, cloud <laughs> of snow going everywhere. Cloud of snow, snow going everywhere. Me and Rob, I mean, me and Dave were laughing like, ha, 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 Rob's crashed, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I love it when someone crashes and you can laugh. You but can laugh. this doesn't sound like a laughable situation. And then like the snow cleared and there was Rob lying face down in the snow. Oh, God. And normally some people, when they crash, have a big crash. They like lie there like as a joke, like, oh, yeah, I've hurt myself, ha, ha. And then his helmet was rolling down the hill. 
Oh, he was wearing a helmet. Shit, it, was, it had come off, and it was rolling down the hill. So it was kind of like complete silence. He's face down, not moving, and the helmets come off. And we're like, "Oh, not and just good." Just the echo of your laughter, yeah, coming off the mountain. And so we ski down to him, and he's completely knocked him, knocked out completely. He's completely unconscious. Unconscious, and we pull him up, sit him up, and luckily Dave used to be like a surf instructor, and he's um. The, he's like trained as first aid and he's used to dealing with people when they're in like bad situations like that. Right. And basically Rob had been going down this hill and he'd gone through a bit where an avalanche had happened, where there had been an avalanche and underneath the really deep snow, there were big lumps of ice, like massive oh, rocks of no. ice. And he'd hit one rock of ice. So it was like a big ramp. He'd gone really high up in the air and then he'd landed on another lump of ice but he'd landed on his chin. Oh my god! On his chin, on the on the lump of ice, and on the strap of the helmet. So it, the strap had come apart. So is why the helmet had come off. And he'd basically broken his jaw in six places. What? Yeah. And I was sat on one side of him, where his face looked a bit weird. Like you could see, like nothing breaking the skin, but you could see, like. His, I couldn't put my finger on it, but he looked... Well, face... I hope you didn't put your finger on it. <laughs> his face didn't look like it normally did, but I didn't really notice. But Dave was on the other side where the damage was much worse and he had like bone coming out of his face Shut and stuff. the front door. You had... No. Yeah. But Dave, I didn't see that side. Um, and Dave was like keeping it together because he was trained in this sort of thing. I was right. getting a bit like panicked about it. And Dave yeah. was just like, calm down, it's fine. Yeah. And we had to call... I called the the French mountain rescue. Yeah. And we had to get um, them to ski down to us off piste with like the special the stretcher. stretcher, like the little bed thing that they ski ski with. And then they said that we can't take him down in this state um, and they had to get a helicopter in. Wow. What? How, what? So How they did they land a, the helicopter? They, there was a flat space quite close to us and they landed in under the helicopter and airlifted him out. But... Um, the closest hospital to where we are, where we were in France, is the European Centre for Facial Surgery. So it's literally the best place ever to break your face <laughs> <laughs> nearby. Because it's literally the place where they train the facial surgeons for the whole of Europe. Wow. He's so fine now. but um. And is his jaw survived? Yeah. He doesn't have any yeah. issues of eating? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while, but he... He made a full recovery. But me and Dave felt really bad because we convinced him. Yeah, I, I, to do I, one more I would, uh, yeah, I think I blame you. <laughs> but <laughs> then he, he decided been a to go really, going off fast really fast. And go you know, he should have done so. that. He should have, he should have stuck to his guns and gone home. And and that's what he wanted is, to do. Dave did, went into a similar bit and hit one of the boulders as well, one of the ice rocks underneath the yeah. thing. And he he just went, went poof, up in the air and like and just landed in six feet of um, powder. A powder, like and it was just like ha ha ha. Oh, that was weird. But it was just well, pure. He sounds like he had a bit of a close call as well. But it's pure luck or bad luck for Rob that he landed on his face on a big lump of ice. There you go. Wow, that's really put my story into shame. Really, that's my freak accident story. Two teas in a pod. Okay, my story is nowhere near as dramatic as Tim's story. 
Is it uh, squeamish making gory no, broken bones? No, I don't think so, no. So, uh, in October of 2018, me and my friend Axel and Laura were climbing up in the mountains near, uh, in the not the Pyrenees, but in... Um, that's great. Really good to know that you don't know where the hell you were. <laughs> I can't remember where I was. It was near the Pyrenees. It was about four or five hours drive outside outside of Barcelona. Anyway, we were going to do this kind of circular route over a couple of days, over a long weekend in October. And we got there. It was a long drive. Um, but then we, we got there, I would say, like mid-morning and then we uh, started hiking up the hill and it was like, it's quite tough. And I realized very, very quickly that I was not physically fit enough for this, oh, really? especially compared to the other two. I think if I had, I would, I got there, like I did everything I needed to do, but just much slower. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two were like, la, 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 like mountain goats just bounding up the hill. And there was me wheezing and panting <clears throat> and sweating <clears throat> at the back. Yeah, it was a total pain. Anyway, the views were great. Mm-hmm. And we spent the first night staying in like a, a hostel at the top of the mountain. It was very cold and very pretty. We had a bottle of wine and the stars were out and life was good. The next day, uh, again, it's more of the same mountain goats jogging up the hill and me wheezing and panting behind. We get to the top of the next peak and it's glorious views. And we kind of think, oh, it's all downhill from here. So we start walking down, taking videos, the sun's out, taking photos, having a lovely time. We stop for lunch and then we stop and have a nap. The other two are napping. We're just chilling yeah, on this nap. big bowl. It was beautiful. Because we thought, we know when we're like 25 minutes max, an hour away from the next place where we yeah. need to be. It's like three o'clock. There's no rush. Let's just hang out here and enjoy this beautiful sunshine and being in the middle of nowhere have a little on sleep. a mountain. Have a bit of a snooze and sun. So this happens and it was great. It was a beautiful day. And then we keep walking and I would say we were maybe, uh, we kept going at the pace we were going at, maybe like 20, 15, 20 minutes walk away from the, from the refuge where we're going to spend that night. Yeah. And I remember those two, they're both French and they were walking on ahead talking about French politics, having a good old moan and I was not interested at all. And I was literally Instagramming photos of rocks going, that's a nice big rock. Look at this big rock. Look at that big rock. So let's just say I wasn't exactly focused on what was happening. And I had a big heavy pack on my back. And I was looking at my next big rock that I was going to (laughs) Instagram. The rocks of Instagram. Hashtag. (laughs) And I stepped down. I wasn't looking where I was going. I stepped down and I stepped. If you imagine... I stepped on the side of my foot. Oh, I hate it when that happens. I heard, I heard and felt two sharp snaps. And I went down like a bag of potatoes. <laughs> and I lay there and I just had my hands over my face and just screw, like went. What's that noise? How would you describe that noise? Groaned? Okay. Screamed? Screaming. Screaming was... agony, no? Agony, f- shock, yeah. whatever. Kind of like, oh my God, have I just broken my ankle slash leg? Yeah. 
from stepping down off a rock. Like, mm-hmm. what? It wasn't even high. Yeah. That's what so it takes sometimes. I'm lying on the ground. And the other two come kind of waddling over and they go, are you all right? And I'm going, no. And they eventually persuade me to take off my shoe. Actually, no, I refused to take off my shoe. They wanted me to take it off. And I said, no, because it might be the only thing that's holding my foot together. (laughs) Your foot will come off with your (laughs) shoe. My foot might fall off. (laughs) So eventually they persuaded me to stand up and start hobbling down. Once I've got over the shock and pain of it, I was in a lot of pain. And they like had one shoulder. Laura took my bag. Axel was carrying the whole weight of me, and I'm a big person. So we were hobbling down this very narrow mountain path. It's not like it was like on a pavement. We were mm. on like a a very mount rocky mountainous path. Yeah. There was a lake nearby, and he said, "Get to that lake. Let's just get to the lake, and let's get your foot in that lake because it was cold, icy water." Yeah. So we got to the lake. He went off to try and find help. Laura made me put my foot in the lake. And as I took my shoe off and my sock, there was what looked like half a golf, no, half a tennis ball sticking out of my ankle. And it was just where the ball of your ankle is. So I shoved it in the lake and uh, man, that was probably more painful than anything else. Really? It didn't help? It was, no, it was just, I mean, my foot eventually numbed, but it was so cold. That's what and, you need. Oh, mate, it was just horrible. So then, and then actually I was like, listen, I can see, just around the next bend, I can see the refuge. So I then tried to crawl on my hands and knees. Because I didn't want them to carry me. Well, people were coming past. It was a bank holiday. People were coming past. <laughs> they were going, what the hell are you doing crawling, crawling on your hands to the and refuge. knees? Eventually, I was persuaded to be lifted to the refuge. Yeah, And this whole time I'm thinking, how am I going to get out of this situation? Anyway, that comes later. Eventually what happened was people started coming past and I had my arm around somebody's shoulder, my arm around somebody else's shoulder. Somebody was lifting me from behind. Somebody, one person had each leg and somebody was lifting me on either side. So there was six people (laughs) carrying me down a mountain. Six people. Uh, again, I will repeat, a rocky, stumbly path. Yeah. It's not flat. It's down a mountain. <laughs> it takes about what should have taken 20 minutes, as I said at the top of this story, took over two hours. Oh, really? And it, you know, then it, not only up down the mountain, but up the mountain again. Anyway, we get to the refuge and I'm so bloody delirious. I was like determined to buy everyone a drink, but. They were all like, no, 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 we're just going to walk on. But I, I was like, wow, thanks. So these, these people are my kind, people are kind. They've just saved me. So the whole time I've been thinking, how am I going to get down? I can't walk it. Can mm. I have going to walk down a mountain? I don't know. It was, a, it was tough without a broken ankle yeah. slash leg slash foot. I don't know at this point. So I walk in and, and I'm thinking... I'm going to have to get helicoptered out here and I don't have any insurance. So I woke up to the guy in the refuge and say, um, hi, so I've had an accident and I think I might, I might have broken a bone. And he was like, calling out, I'm calling you a helicopter. Oh my God. And he was, I was like, but I don't have any money for a helicopter. I don't have insurance. And he said, it's free. It's all on national health service. 
Oh, nice. Because you're here. And if they'd had to, if they would have had to have rescued me on the mountain and hadn't had an insurance, it would have cost me six grand. Six thousand euros. Six thousand big ones. Wow. So then the police ambulance, no, not the police ambulance, the, am- the helicopter ambulance came and two like firemen or paramedics, whatever they were, carried me <laughs> to the ambulance. I was in shock, Tim. Yeah. I don't know who they were. Policemen, firemen. <laughs> All the emergency people were there. They were very worried. Two emergency men. They didn't have anything yeah. else to do. They carried me onto a helicopter. I got helicoptered down. It took less than five minutes yeah. to cl- to go down what had taken me two days. Yeah. So disappointed. Wow. But it was my first time ever in a helicopter. You got a ride in a helicopter. And I was like, it was really excited. It was just me in the helicopter. Axel and Laura stayed up in the mountain. Yeah. And so I was I was like, can I take a video? <laughs> I was taking videos and pictures. More in for the Instagram. It's great. More nice. Instagramming. Big rock, Instagram. Helicopter. Helicopter. Obvious. Nice. And then I got shipped into a um an ambulance, got rid of an ambulance for an hour, first time an ambulance, first time a helicopter. Uh, first time I ever get an x-ray, got an x-ray. And then they were like, oh, it's not broken. It's just you've got some serious ligament damage. Uh, here's some painkillers. Off you go. And they literally set me, set, <laughs> literally said, go, go. And, I, and then that was me. I had to walk out of this hospital in the middle of nowhere with no accommodation planned, no crutches, no one to help me walk or anything. And then I had to hobble into town, which was like a 20 minute walk into the town find a pharmacy, get me some crutches, find accommodation, which is probably the most stressful thing of all. And then probably definitely against doctor advice, had a bottle of wine and a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. And then they picked me up the next day and then I was on crutches for the next six weeks. Yeah. The nightmare. I remember you being on crutches. It's ridiculous. Yeah. What a stupid, stupid story. And the thing is, that could have just happened to me, like, on the street. It didn't yeah. even need to happen up a mountain. Up a mountain. Ridiculous. Wow. There you go. That's Freak my story. Accident it's not stories. quite as good as yours, but there you go. Oh, it's good. Two teas in a pod. Okay, Tim. So, we have discussed your freak accident. We have discussed my freak accident, which wasn't that freaky. I would like to tell you some real freak accidents in the form of a game. Yes. Are you I ready love for a game. this? You know I love games. I know you love games, as do I. This game is called Who Died and Who Survived. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I'm going to give you the titles of two stories, real okay. stories. These are all from the website www.ranker.com. Okay. And... um. One of the, I'll give you, in each round, I'll give you two stories. You have to guess which one survived and which one died. Okay. That's why it's called Who Survived and, and Who, who Died. Um, and if you're listening in class or at home, play along. Please Teacher, do. pause after the titles and get your students to decide who survived and who died. Or who died I love that you're getting into this game show voice. Let's do it. Who died and who survived. Okay. So. Let's play. Okay. Round one. Title one. Cut in half by a train. Or... Jesus. Tripped on his own beard. Tripped on his own beard. Cut in half by a train. Or he tripped on his own beard. This one. Who died and who survives? Hmm. This seems obvious. 
Surely, probably, I mean, a lot of these might. might surely, the one who's cut in half by a train died. No, and the one who tripped on his own beard. I'm just going to refer you back to the title of this podcast, which is "Freak Accidents." Freak accidents. How do you survive being cut in half by a train? Unless you've got like a doctor on hand. I don't know if this is a trick question or not. Um, I'm going to say just to, you know. Got to push you for an answer. Work against the trick question. I think it's a trick question. The guy tripped on his beard, smashed his head open and died. And somehow the train cut in half guy survived. You are not wrong. You are, in fact, very correct. Yes. The man who tripped his own beard was a guy in the 1500s who, until that point, had the longest beard in history. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if anyone's had a longer beard since then. Maybe. But his name was Hans Steininger, and he was from Austria. And when he was fleeing his house during a fire, he tripped his own beard and snapped his neck. Oh, Jesus. And then burnt to death in the fire. I don't know. I think I think the snapping of the neck did it. I God. think he probably snapped his neck and it was dead. Yeah, that's probably pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so and then the man, indeed, the man who was cut in half by a train was a man called Truman Duncan in Texas in two thousand and six. Oh, and he quite was an engineer working on this train, and he got caught under the train, and his lower body got crushed, oh. and he lost one entire leg and part of another. And it crushed his pelvis. Oh. But he was back at work a month later after a miraculous recovery. Back so at work. He went good back for to you, work. Truman Duncan, you trooper. Mate, I would have sued them. Got plenty of money. I would never would have worked again. <laughs> <laughs> Truman Duncan. Well, fair enough. You missed a trick, Truman. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Cut so I've got one point. Yeah, go on. I've got one point. Oh, yeah, you've got one point. Yeah. I thought you meant you had a point. <laughs> right. I've got something to say. No, i got okay. a point. All right, you got one point. What's the next one? Oh, okay, so I'm one for one. This. Round two. Washed away by a tidal wave of beer or heart forced to the other side of his chest. Washed away by a tidal wave of beer or his heart was forced to the other side of his chest. Oh, God. What do you mean the other side of his chest? Like out I the think, back? Uh, oh. I think left and right, probably. Oh, I don't... Well... <laughs> I, d- I'm, I say again, I gave a heads up at the beginning of his episode that it was going to be a bit The one horrible. about beer sounds like fine. Sounds quite fun. But having a heart forced anyway, it doesn't sound good. Okay. I think that it's another trick one and that the one who has his heart forced somehow survives and the one who gets washed away by beer doesn't die. No, it does die. He gets drowned in beer. You be correct, Tim. Yay. Two for two. So uh, washed away by a tidal wave of beer was in London in 1814. There was a huge vat which was three floors high with 570 tons of beer Whoa. contained within, which then burst onto the streets and killed eight people. Eight people? Eight people. They just washed them all the way. Just washed them away. And they drowned, drowned in hit beer. stuff. It was all a bit Five Over 500 tons of beer. Yeah. Wow. 570 tons. If you're going to go, you know, if you're going to die. Don't know. I don't know, Tim. I, I think I want to die peacefully in my bed, thanks. Well, 
I don't know. Washed away by beer might be all right. What was the other one? How did the other guy die? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't die. He survived. No, He's... I mean that from the first story. Oh, uh, to decide he got which tripped on his own beard. Oh. Snap your neck. I think I'd rather trip on my own beard and have snap it over instantly. Yeah, yeah, it's quicker. Than drown in beer. No thanks. Yeah, I'd be all fizzy. To drown. Blow up your nose. It'd be horrible. That's the. I think the worst way to drown. The worst way to die is to drown in an enclosed space. Oh, Tim, can we stop talking about you dying? <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Okay. <laughs> so, heart um, force the other side of his chest was a guy who... Oh, I haven't written down his name. It doesn't matter. Basically, had a motorcycle accident and his heart rotate, rotated and was forced the other side of his chest. <sighs> he was 48 years old. He was found alive and conscious after the crash. And the reason that his heart had been forced over to the side of his chest is that his lung had been punctured and it was in sucking in air, which was forcing the heart over. What? But when the air was removed, his heart moved back to the normal position. It just slipped back into place. Slipped back. Well, I think it took some time, but there you go. He was perfectly fine at the end of the day. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. Okay. See, Jim's been cringing the whole way through. His I'm head's quite in his hands. I'm quite screaming. I did give you... Have you been feeling faint and nauseous? Blech. Are you? Two points. <laughs> two for two. All right, let's see. I want you to get three for three, Tim. Okay. Let's see, let's see. This is round three. Ta, 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 ta. I feel like this should be the... What's that? What theme tune is that? Who wants to do the air? Ta, 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 ta. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Title one. Open dishwasher. Or a drill through the eye. I hate eye things. Open you dishwasher or a drill through the eye. I've spoken about this before, how I hate things with, to do with eyes, I think. Or oh, anything to do with cutting your eyes. But this is, again, I can see through your, your shtick, through your game here. So the one that sounds <laughs> like... Harmless. Open dishwasher. Is the Does one that where sound they harmless? Die. Does that sound harmless to me? Open dishwasher. Think about an open dishwasher. What? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna die in there? Okay, the guy who got the drill in his eye survived somehow. Somehow he missed his brain. Or something fucked his eye up. But um, yeah, dishwasher dies. <laughs> <laughs> so insensitive. Yes, unfortunately. The woman, you're right, three for three. The woman who was from the UK in 2003, whose name I do not know, unfortunately, but she slipped on a wet floor at a friend's house. And unfortunately, the dishwasher was open and, she and there was her an upward it. facing knife ah. and was stabbed by several of them and died in hospital very shortly afterwards. Oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> Oh, I'm never doing that. Shouldn't well, put them. Do you oh. have a dishwasher? No. I, well, but don't do day, it. If you do have one. When I, I aspire to have one. You someday, aspire to have one? Someday I want a dishwasher. Oh, I don't know. I feel it's a massive waste of the water, mate. I, I would say just stick to hand washing. Much better for the environment. Right. Drill through the eye. This is a good one. 
He was a construction. He is a construction worker in California, and this was in two thousand and three. Yeah. And this guy fell from a very high ladder, oh. and he tried. He's been trained to throw. They're all trained to throw the drills away from them, to throw any like thing that any tool they're working with away from them. But he didn't quite manage it for whatever reason, and he landed on the drill, and oh. the drill forced was forced through his eye into his brain. However. The drill didn't get his brain. His brain was somehow pushed aside. Oh, like the heart. <laughs> was it his lung was punctured again? <laughs> no, but it somehow slid in between the skull and the brain tissue, and the brain tissue was totally preserved. However, here's the gory bit. You ready? Tim's made a face. To remove the drill, the surgeons had to drill it out again in reverse. Um, And I don't think his eye survived, but his brain did. I doubt it. Fine. His eye would have been mashed right up. That's horrible. It's not these. None of these are nice. This is alive. Yeah, and none of these are nice. I mean, I feel really bad for uh, Truman Duncan, the train guy, and the the eye guy, and definitely the. The woman with the dishwasher oh. and the heart guy and the tidal wave people. Hey, I'm definitely not hungry Beardy anymore. Beauty man. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost Hooray! my appetite completely. completely lost yeah. your appetite. All right. Three for three, Tim. Woo-hoo. Success. We're on a mission to avoid repetition with five ways to say. Five ways to say. Okay, so we've been talking about freak accidents and how lucky or unlucky people are. And one, we've got five ways to say luck or bad luck mm. this week. So, Tim. Yes. The first one is a miraculous stroke of luck, which means a very lucky situation. Yeah. Can you give me an example? Um, it was a miraculous stroke of luck that that drill went into that guy's eye and he didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Really ah. unlikely thing that's happened. Okay, that's yeah. a, that was a miraculous stroke of yeah, luck. Yeah, you got very lucky, that guy. Really lucky. Yeah. A miraculous stroke mm, of luck, one might say. Like a miracle. What's the, the next one? The next one is Murphy's Law, which means that anything, like the law of anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So it's the mm. opposite of, it's not good luck, it's definitely bad luck. Yeah. You can think of an example. So, for example... Could be you spent ages planning your wedding, like I'm doing right now, and then you've got everything organized, wonderful wedding outside, it's going to be great. And on the day of the wedding, it rains it all rains. day. There you go. Sod's law or it's Murphy's like, yeah, law. As, yeah, Sod's law. Sod's law is another way of saying it. It's better like that Alanis Morissette song. It's like rain on your, on your wedding, wedding day. day. It's anyway. a free ride. When you've when already, already paid. paid, it's good advice that you just didn't <laughs> take. There we go. That's enough. Okay. Uh, she doesn't know the meaning of irony, though, because none of the no, things in that song are ironic. Wrong. Anyway. Anyway, next one. Next one. No such luck. No such luck. As in, you didn't have it. It's bad luck. Which means it's used to convey disappointment or something that won't or is unlikely to happen. You'd be like, I called up to try and get a reservation at that great restaurant. 
but no such luck. No such luck. I didn't have I can any tell luck. you're still thinking about food because you mentioned restaurant. Exactly. You obviously haven't lost your appetite, Tim. It's coming back now. <laughs> what else have you got? And uh, number four is to luck out, which means to be lucky. It's quite an American expression, but mm-hmm. I thought it might be good to have that in there. Bit of a phrasal verb, to luck out. So we really lucked out when we booked the cinema tickets and there were only two seats ne- left right next to each other. Yeah, you really we lucked, lucked out. out. We really we lucked, lucked out. out, man. So, oh, wow, we so lucked out. So those are your five ways to say Wait, it. no, we've still got one more. That was only four. The last one. To push your luck. Ah, You're pushing your luck because you want exactly. to end this thing. So to take a risk in the hope that you will achieve success to push your luck. We use it quite a lot in the negative to other people, no? Yeah, don't push your luck. Yeah. So like, if a, uh, a kid is being disobedient annoying. and naughty in class. And you've been quite patient up to that point. You could say, hey. Don't push your luck. Don't push your luck. Don't you test me. Don't test me. Or like to push it like, oh yeah, go and push your luck. Like go and ask for that. If they've got a free free table at that very expensive restaurant mm-hmm. with a three month waiting list. Push exactly. your luck. Okay. Give it a try. G- yeah. Try it. Risk it. Never Why know. not? That's now that's your five ways to say What were they? They were a miraculous stroke of luck. Murphy's, Murphy's law, law or Sod's Law. No such luck to luck out. And to push your luck. Mm. Try them Try them out. You might luck out using them in conversation <laughs> this week. We're on a mission to avoid repetition with five ways to say. Five ways to say. So that was our Freak Accidents episode. I hope you made it to the end without fainting, yeah. feeling nauseous, being sick, yeah, falling over, uh, having an accident. Exactly. Sticking a drill in your brain. <laughs> Drowning um, in a tidal wave of beer in a exactly. small space. Write us in, leave us a comment, which is the, would be the best way to die you've heard <laughs> No, Tim! <today>. No! <laughs> no! It's a joke. Um... <laughs> Tell us your freak accident stories. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. We can still Yeah, if you want yeah. to. We want to hear And from please, you. and like we've saying this all, you know, this is all, like we're not taking, laughing at these people that these horrible things have happened to. Yeah. Um, more the, the situations which surround them. So please take that on board. Exactly. I hope you haven't felt offended by anything we've mentioned in the episode. And I hope you've had fun. We listening. did. We had a great time. See you next time. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'd like to say thanks to our wonderful sound producer, Ben Ward, for all his hard work editing and recording the show. Um, to Mark Wilding, who made our artwork and branding, to Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Malena, and our own Katie Wright for singing the jingles, and obviously the presenters, uh, Katie Wright, the wonderful Katie Wright, and myself. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, leave a comment on the Facebook page or the other social medias, and share, 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 share the link. Okay, get it out to as many people as possible. 
So thanks to all our guests this week and tune in next time.